We're back in 2020 with Brian Hall, your virtual general counsel. Today, I am joined by Stephen Ahrens, corporate and securities attorney with Traverse Legal, uh, my colleague, my friend, and quite frankly, one of the best radio voices I've ever heard who has yet to host a radio show. Welcome, Stephen. Thank you, Brian. It's, it's wonderful to be here with you today. I don't want to put pressure on you with that voice, but uh, it's good. Let's, let's hear more from you on this show as opposed to me. But um, today what I want to talk about is what is a virtual general counsel? Why is it something that has burst onto the, the legal market scene in the past couple years primarily? And how can companies and other attorneys, quite frankly, be using it on a go-forward basis? So we'll start with when you hear virtual general counsel, Stephen, what does it mean to you? Well, Brian, uh, I think it's a great topic that we're talking about because it is, it is, uh, it is happening in our industry uh, so, so frequently, and, and, and our firm is, is on the forefront of that. But when, when I hear virtual general counsel, I think of, I think of two things. I think of uh, not in the office, and I, I think of uh, not captive. And so, you know, really what that means is typically a, a company will have a general counsel. And, and historically what that's meant is uh, that's, that's w- one attorney or maybe a team of attorneys in-house who are going to the company's office every day, who are employees of the company, who are uh, tasked with handling the day-to-day legal needs of that company. Uh, typically those individuals you know, start in private practice and then they go quote unquote in-house. Uh, nowadays, we're seeing more and more companies uh, start smaller, but still have the same legal leads that big companies have, but they don't have the same budget because they don't have the revenue. They might even be pre-revenue in a lot of cases. And so they need, uh, they need competent legal counsel too. And the virtual general counsel really solves that void for them. It's, it's individuals like us who, uh, who, who basically think of all the things that a company would need as an in-house counsel would, but we're doing it uh, outside the confines of the office, utilizing technology to communicate with our clients and, and have meetings uh, over uh, video conference as well as uh, sometimes in person. And we're able to take the knowledge that we've gained by representing a number of clients as virtual general counsel and, and, and spread that across uh, so that our clients are getting the benefit of seeing multiple companies go through various issues that we're then able to apply those principles and, and those experiences to, to our companies. Maintaining confidentiality, of course, right? Always maintaining yeah. confidentiality. So Stephen, let me, uh, let's, let's put an example in play here, right? You and I are both in Austin, Texas. We have clients not only in Austin, but in other cities throughout Texas. Uh, I'm licensed in Michigan. I have companies in Michigan that I'm virtual or outside general counsel to. What do you say to the people out there, maybe the, the older guard of attorneys that say, there's really no difference between being virtual general counsel, as, as that phrase is used today, versus back in the day when it was simply individuals in private practice that from their law firm's office provided counsel to a company. What, what do you say of, of how is that different today? Well, 
it's it's different. I mean, one of the one of the ways it's different is because uh, as a virtual attorney, you can run your office in a, in a much leaner way. You're you're removing the need for the uh, you know marble floors and and fancy conference rooms with uh, downtown views and views of of water or, or what have you. Um, you know, walls full of legal books and things like that because uh, you want to be where some of your clients are. So one thing that we've utilized, and I know other firms are too, is the explosion of co-working uh, spaces in, in this country and across the globe uh, has provided a great foundation for us to uh, be able to have an office where uh, we still have a place to go. We still have conference rooms that we can host people at, but that uh, we're able to, because it's a shared space, be able to operate in a way that is leaner than the old guard law firm. And ultimately that gets passed on to our clients um, because we're able to then give them services at, at, at traditionally lower rates. Yeah, that's that's a great point. And you know, the, the other thing that I'd throw out there is it's very different to be outside counsel, virtual or otherwise, and handling one specific issue for a client. So, you know, let's say you're an employment attorney, right? And somebody's about to get fired or somebody raises some kind of issue. That's typically been the extent of how an outside law firm has assisted a company. What we've done, and you know, I'll say the, the outside general concept as a whole has done, is it's turned that on its face by making an attorney and or a team of attorneys that are virtual to the actual company be the equivalent of in-house counsel by providing a full solution across all ranges of legal issues. It can be corporate issues, intellectual property issues, real estate issues, employment issues, whatever it might be. And more than that, I think it's all about that general guidance because you have greater insight into the company as a whole. So your guidance and advice isn't based upon three or five facts. It's based upon historical institutional knowledge that you can then draw upon and say, in light of these things and recognizing the issue at hand, here's your options and ultimately here's my recommendation. And, and I think that is another thing that definitely distinguishes, you know, like I said, sort of the old school model versus versus this model. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, Brian, I think that's a really great point and, and, and one that, that needs to be hammered home. And it's that um, we are doing everything for our clients. Our, our team of attorneys, uh, you know, are all specialized in one particular area. We're all subject matter experts in a particular area of the law, and then we have overlapping skill sets. Um, back in the day, and even sometimes still this is happening, right, you'd have a big, a big firm or medium-sized firm. They'd be brought in as, as special counsel to, to do one thing, maybe employment law or to help a company raise money. Um, or you have a, a solo or, or a one- and two-person shop where somebody's operating as a generalist. So maybe they have the you know, a, a broad-based knowledge, but they don't necessarily have the subject matter expertise in more than one area of law. What the, the virtual law, law uh, counsel or virtual general counsel that we're able to provide our clients is, is a team of subject matter experts who are able to replicate, the, uh, replicate and actually advance the in-house counsel representation 
because we're not generalists, because we're not one person. And, and often we've been with the company since the founder formed it because we start helping them at that stage. We help them raise their initial rounds of funding. We help them protect their intellectual property. We help them bring on employees and, and put together uh, incentive uh, compensation plans. And, and we help them grow and acquire and sell and all those things. We help them with their real estate needs. By having a team of subject matter experts, we're able to provide much more than the traditional in-house counsel. And, and, and then there's that relationship that we're building with the clients because, as you said, we've been there from the beginning. We have the institutional knowledge and, and the knowledge that we gain from representing one company can be applied to our representation of another company. Again, of course, always maintaining confidentiality. Yeah, and, and you know, the other thing that I think is important in what you just said is spreading out that subject matter expertise and having access to it is also a very big differentiator between having just one in-house counsel or using the old model of a traditional law firm, right? And what I mean by that is we always talk about putting the lowest billable rate, most competent person on a particular issue. And despite what some attorneys might say, no attorney is a specialist at everything, right? There's certain areas that they may be more adept to. So intellectual property for me, corporate and securities for you. Partner Enrico would be litigation, right? Whatever it might be, but we wanna be, and I think the virtual general counsel model supports there being one point of contact and then identifying how to get the answer that the particular company needs, which otherwise they typically wouldn't get by having either one in-house general counsel or even a small legal department. And that's, you know, that's another great benefit and differentiator of, of this kind of model. And even if they have an in-house counsel and that in-house counsel is utilizing uh, another law firm to get the specialized answers, then the client, the company is paying for two attorneys. Oftentimes that happens in the in-house counsel context because you don't have a subject matter expertise in that seat. Often you do have a generalist and that generalist acts as a quarterback navigating the legal issues, being the liaison between uh, the legal language and, and the contracts and, and, the, and the business operators. But oftentimes they're having to reach out to subject matter experts and the reason we know this is because sometimes we serve as a subject matter experts working with in-house counsel. And, and all that does is create two attorneys or two firms that the, uh, the, the, that the company's having to pay for. And so that's another benefit of the virtual general counsel model is that you're paying for one group of advice and you're getting both the, the general advice of, of somebody, a single point of contact, quarterbacking your legal needs and then they're able to quarterback those needs within their own firm and you never have to leave the doors. Yeah, you know, I want the listeners to be aware of, uh, of this if they're not already. The concept of a virtual professional or service provider isn't necessarily novel, right? You can go back a long ways and see that this model has worked very well and continues to work very well when it comes to the CFO role. And what you know, I think we're doing and, and what some others in, in the area are doing is recognizing that this hasn't been done in the legal space, but we can't find an answer as to why. So we're filling that need. And, and the virtual model is one that, that, you know, dates back for us as early as 2005. And, and a quick story on that. 
I was the first virtual law clerk at Traverse Legal. My partner, Enrico Schaefer, was the visionary for utilizing virtuals. Um, we've obviously iterated on that and taken it to the next level, but it's, it's pretty neat to see that I went from a role like that, which you know, was put in place for a reason to benefit the client and you know, keep the costs down to now this is a model that we're rolling out across all kinds of companies. So Stephen, let me ask you this. You know, we talked at the outset about how this could be beneficial to or something that you know, somebody sitting and listening to this can glean from it. If I'm another attorney, a private practitioner, in-house counsel, whatever it might be, how is the virtual model something that they can apply in their world? Yeah, well, I mean, they can, that's a great question, Brian. Uh, the things that they can do is, is they can, you know, if you're in-house, it's a little more difficult to apply the virtual role, although you could utilize as your subject matter expertise when you need them, uh, a virtual general counsel, as opposed to a, a kind of traditional law firm that may be in the same office building with you or, or you may already have on, on the roster. Um, Meaning to supplement the, the in-house legal department. That's exactly right. Okay. And, and, if, and if you're a practitioner, if you're a one or two man or woman shop, um, the, the virtual model is a great opportunity for you to build your brand, expand your reach across your state or your region, provided you know, you're licensed in the appropriate areas where you're going to be able to, to, to represent folks and, and utilize technology to allow you to uh, bridge the gap from where you are and where the clients that you want to re represent are going to be. You could be in uh, the middle of West Texas, and if you want to be a startup attorney, well, you probably need to be working with clients in Austin, Texas. But uh, with, a, with a virtual model, you'd certainly be able to do that by expanding, utilizing technology to expand your reach, which is something Traverse Legal has done from its inception. Yeah, and you know, the, the other thing that I always try and do, and you know, this goes back to our roots as a firm, is there's some secret sauce to this, of course, how we've implemented it, the way we've you know, rolled it out with clients, the way we market it. But I want our listeners, especially the ones that are out there as maybe solos or to your point, small firms, recognizing that this is a great way to create long lasting relationships with growing companies. Because you can come in and they may not as a individual founder, as a seed uh, stage company, have the funds to have an in-house counsel, but grow with them and, and recognize that that growth should you know, help everybody along the way. And ultimately, you know, one pushback and question I often get from other attorneys when I talk about this is, well, Brian, aren't you ever afraid that some of your people the other lawyers in, in your firm will ultimately go and leave and become in-house at these companies? And my response is, wouldn't that be great? Because we're creating all these opportunities and if we're providing so much value that we're making these companies that much more successful, I'd much rather have an ally in-house somewhere else knowing that all the things that we talked about, there are some limitations once you're in-house and your subject matter expertise and scope of abilities is limited. So I never see us going away entirely. It's just another, another avenue through which we can continue to expand that relationship. So Stephen, closing, closing thoughts on, on the virtual general counsel uh, concept and model. Any, any tips and tricks that you wanna, wanna share with our listeners? I think one of, the, one of the key tips and tricks that I'll share is that uh, when you are outside, when you are virtual, when you're not 
boots on the ground in the office. One thing that's incredibly uh, important, it's critically important, is communication. And it's, and it's communicate early and often. It's to make, that's one of our core values. It's to make sure that, um, that, that any space between you and your client isn't uh, felt uh, and, and that you, 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 you overcome any, any physical gaps by utilizing technology to make sure that you're communicating with your client, providing them updates, and, and keeping them in the know. And, and there's a lot of great resources out there, um, whether, whether they're CRMs or, or other platforms that, that you can utilize to help uh, bridge that gap. And so I think that's one of the key things. But, you know, in closing, I'll just say that, that I'm uh, excited to be with an organization that is forward thinking, that is utilizing new technologies to, to run their practice, that runs a law firm like a lot of our startup clients, which helps us speak the language and, and look forward to seeing more law firms um, follow in our footsteps and, 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 and take this virtual general counsel concept and continue to expand. That's great. And we appreciate that. And look, nothing would make us happier than to be a thought leader in this space, provide an example and, and see, you know, our colleagues uh, continue to do the same kinds of things so that ultimately clients demand this kind of relationship as opposed to, you know, having to seek out where they can create it. So um, happy to bring the, the man behind the voice, Stephen Aarons, to the show. Appreciate the time. Thank you, Brian. Always a pleasure. And uh, this is Brian Hall signing off as your virtual general counsel.